0: Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. It's Tuesday night, so this is your Tuesday night flight on the mothership. I got Delonte. What up? It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG. What's happening with you, brother? Ain't hey, nothing,
1: you know, not of a day, never dollar, you know. What's good with you, home
0: Hey, man, I'm feeling pretty good. It's uh, March Madness. I've been singing One Shining Moment all day. Um, So, you know, it's officially that time of year. Tomorrow's the first day of spring, I've been told. So mm-hmm. I'm just feeling good all the way around the board, man.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, indeed.
0: Now, before we jump into any NCAA, uh, you know, of course, on Tuesdays, we always do our NFL three and out. So, Mm -hmm. first up on first down, notable signings today in the last uh, couple of days since the last time we've been here. Uh, You you were out Thursday, me and BJ held down the fort. Um, Cowboys getting Randall Cobb. Yeah, that's
1: that's low-key a, a a good pickup. So, now yeah. you have a, a good a receiver court with Cobb and Cooper.
0: And then also you have Alan Hearns also coming back.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, true.
0: And you got the security blanket, Jason Witten. Yeah. Who's signed for one year. So, I mean, even though Witten, everybody said, well, Witten's not that fast. Witten ain't never been fast. That's right. not, the th- it's not the point. He's fast enough to get open. Mm-hmm. And he's fast enough for the quarterback to find him. It don't matter who he is. I could throw to Jason Witten. If I had Jason Witten my entire career, I think I could make the uh the Hall of Fame.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> Every first down, bang, there it is. Mm-hmm. Uh Vontez Burf Burfusit, Burf- Burfesit. Burfit. I never get his name right. But he's yeah. gone to the Raiders. And <laughs> you know what? Yeah. A good deal for him.
1: Yeah, that I think that that's probably with his reputation. That's probably the most amount of money he will probably see.
0: <laughs> but he, the black hole—that's where that's where he, you know, what do they say about uh, Raiders mystique and culture? It's where you know the castoffs go. But you can go yeah. and you can make you can make a name for yourself. So I think that's good for him. Uh. Little news out of out of Dallas Cowboys trying to trade for Robert Quinn from the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah,
1: that'd be a, a good pickup if they can execute.
0: Yeah, that's a good pickup for them, but that's not gonna mean much for the rest of the NFC East. I'll no. say that. Yeah. <laughs> now this one came across maybe about twenty minutes ago. Clay Matthews has left the Packers to go join the Rams.
1: Yeah, that's that is a huge, huge deal. Because that Rams defense is already full of like stars from like other teams, you know that came together in L.A. And then you add him, and in addition to Eric Weddle, mm-hmm. man, Whew. their focus yeah, defense, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Jared Goff, he, you know, he's he's a serviceable quarterback. Yeah.
0: Well. You talk about Jared Goff as a serviceable quarterback. Guess who they picked up as his potential backup? Uh,
1: Mr. Bortles.
0: Yeah, and I asked this question off air, and I, I no, I actually asked this question about uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who got picked up by uh, Miami. How do these guys keep getting jobs? That's what I want to know.
1: Um, I think, uh, well, of course, need is one, but. I think these owners are still scared to take a chance on that one uh, free agent that's talented in 80% of the QB brass that's that exists now. And we all know who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, you'll keep picking up Blake Bortles, who is not a good NFL quarterback. He's a good college quarterback, but not a good NFL quarterback. You're gonna keep you gonna you know, you gonna keep um I don't know, like Tannehill in circulation. Like uh, you know, and, and no disrespect to these guys, but these guys are not as talented as uh Kaepernick.
2: Not
0: um, at all. Not at all. And the thing the thing is, I understand <clears throat> Tannehill. Tannehill I can understand. Tannehill's not that bad. No,
1: it's not.
0: He was in a bad system, but he has the Jason Campbell effect. That's what I like to call players, especially quarterbacks. that go through different coordinators throughout their career, and they mm-hmm. never get set in one system. Mm-hmm. But when you see them in a the system, they show flashes, and they show they can be good, and all of a sudden that coordinator's gone. See, that's, that's Tannehill's excuse. Yeah. But Blake Bortles was drafted 2014 first-round third pick from 2014 to 2018. He has a 59% completion percentage. Trash. 103 touchdowns, 75 interceptions. Trash. 17,646 yards. Mm. And an 80.6 passer rating. Those are his career stats.
1: Average at best.
0: Yeah. Juni just stepped up in the field gentlemen. Junie. He round here. I know he here.
1: He on the membership somewhere. Maybe what's the concessions? Mm-hmm.
0: Might be. You know, this is a big month. You're fading in and out there, brother. He having a little technical difficulty. Now, look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. He came in. He was a seventh-round pick in 2005. Mm-hmm. So, he played with the Rams, the Bengals, the Bills, the Titans, the Texans. The Jets, the Buccaneers, and now the Dolphins. Now, he has a 60.1% completion rate, 190 TDs and 148 interceptions, 29,357 yards, and 81.1 passer rating. But he's constantly picked up. I don't understand it. Like i really don't understand it and he is 36 years old i don't understand how he keeps getting jobs
1: i'm uh i on' what you kg i really am um i would say he he had a good season last year to begin yeah to begin and you know it, it was kind of sprinkled throughout the season um of course you know uh winston came back so that was <clears> that but he he held his own for the most part. Um so I'm I'm guessing that he was rewarded for his play for you know for the beginning of last season.
0: Well, you know something. We talked about this, and I said the worst thing Tampa Bay could do is when he was playing good those first four games, was give him a a long term deal. Cause he, he was gonna go sour. And I'd be John Brown if he didn't go sour. and they didn't even give him a deal. He went he turned bad, but he turned it back on. But I don't know. Also, Rashard Breeland signed with the Chiefs. Eric Berry visited the Cowboys over the weekend. I know that for sure. I'm scared about that because I don't want them to get Eric Berry because Eric Berry still got a lot left in the tank and he's still pretty daggone good. Uh, Bruce Irvin is going to sign with the Panthers to replace Julius Peppers.
1: That's a, for the Panthers, that's a good signing. Yeah. He don't, he don't have a lot left in his tank, but he, 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 he can give you a good couple years.
0: I'll give you that. Um, we talked about Le'Veon going to the Jets. Um, Eric Flowers, signed right here with the Redskins. um, I'm not happy about that as a Redskins fan. One year, four million. I'm not happy about that at all.
1: It sound like approve it? Uh, approve it to me, deal.
0: Yeah, they say that uh, it's um, all based off incentives. Mm-hmm. But now I'm looking at the 101 top free agents, and who's still on the board? Um, Justin Houston, who was rated number eight, he's still on the board. Uh, and Dominic and Sue. Oh boy! Oh, Sue's a free agent? Yeah, he on he signed that one year, fourteen million dollar deal. Oh wow! Uh, Jared Cook's still on the board. I don't. He's been visiting a lot of teams, but I, I wanted the Redskins to sign Jared Cook because I don't know if Vernon Davis is going to go into the season. Is he going to retire? But Jared Cook and Jeremy Sprinkle. I'm not even putting uh Jordan Reed in the equation right now because I got to play without him so much. So. Mm-hmm. Jared Cook shouldn't be still on this board. Uh, who else do we have? Let me see. I'm scrolling down here, trying to see who else are these top one hundred ones It's still out there. Jamison Crowder was actually rated thirty eight, but he signed with the Jets. Jeez, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was talk. On, on, I believe that was Friday. It was talk that uh the Redskins were in talks with uh Cincinnati about AJ Green. So. Hmm. Um, we'll see how that works out. Um, yeah. Morris Claiborne is still on out there. I wouldn't mind sa- signing him. We need cornerbacks.
1: Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's more for, for depth.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jamie Collins. Jeez, Jay Ajay is still out there. We, you know, Redskins is set at running back. I think you guys need a running back, don't you?
1: No, we're set. We got Philip Lindsay and uh, Royce Freeman and Devontae you Booker.
0: You wouldn't take J.H.I.? No. Nah. He he's not better than none of those guys?
1: No. Nah. And, and Phillip Rivers, he was uh, he made the Pro Bowl and everything. Nah. nah. <laughs>
0: C.J. Anderson still sitting out there.
1: Somebody, pick, somebody gonna pick up C.J. Uh, of course. During the course of the season.
0: If not uh right into um going in training camp.
2: hmm
0: Michael Crabtree's out there. God Quentin Spain. Uh I don't,
1: about, I don't know about Big Mike, man.
0: I need him. Uh Goskowski, the kicker is still out there. Of course Kelvin Benjamin's still out
1: there. I, I think he uh I think he might be
0: done man. Hey Kelvin Benjamin might be coming and uh signing a a a filling out an application at at your job or mine. Yeah. TJ Yeldon is still out there. Muhammad Wilkerson. Glover Quinn. Shane Ray. Eric Berry has signed. Well, no, he hasn't signed. He's still out there. He's uh, visiting teams.
1: Damn it, Berry and or Houston to be uh, on a team within the next couple weeks.
0: Yeah, before OTAs. I didn't know the Bills signed uh, Carlos Hyatt. Yeah. Ooh. Nope, I, I'm sorry. The Chiefs signed him. I like the Bills. He signed with the Chiefs. One year, 2.8. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did.
0: Um, okay. I'm about to say that. Yeah. Uh, Nick Perry's still out there. Dirk Morgan. Brent Urban. <laughs> Sam Bradford is number 101. <laughs> Oh boy, you, you, you're
1: you done, Sam. You're
0: done. Two bad knees. Yeah. Oklahoma quarterbacks don't don't do very well, do they?
1: No, nah, they don't.
0: Junie, you there? Yes, sir, my man. There you go. Now we we just running over uh over Please. the free signings, yeah. So you know, just saying who's out there, who's left, um. That was first down. Now second down. I I, I want to turn this over to you guys. Second and third down, I want you guys to go first on these. <sighs>
2: second hey, y'all, down. One question: What about Bryant?
0: Is Bryant? Done? Wh- which one? Des Bryant. Oh, he's uh he ain't even on the list because you know he can come back off that Achilles tear, he might not be back this season. But uh uh uh, New Orleans already said um. He's gonna, coming back to New Orleans.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they, wow.
2: Keep
0: they said that's no doubt. They said we're gonna get it right this time.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
0: Um, second down. Robert Craft could have all charges for soliciting a prostitute dropped if he admits guilt in court. What are y'all thoughts on that?
1: Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it, man. Maintain your innocence.
0: <laughs> this is my thing. Now, this is offered to everybody that was courting this thing. Every single gentleman that was courting this thing. And it was a lot of them that were courting this thing. And they all can have the charges dropped, but you have to admit guilt. Right. My whole thing is I mean, I understand what you guys are saying, you know, maintain your innocence, but, dude how do you get a sweet deal like that where they're going to drop the charges? That's what I want to know. But Hey, my thoughts on it. I mean, if you did the crime, man, pay the fine. Cause that's all it is. It's no jail time. They're not going to send you to jail. You're not going, you're going to lose a couple hundred dollars that you can spare. as pocket money to you. I'm sure you asked for whatever services you got. Cause you didn't go to go to the massage parlor to just get a massage. Come on now, that's just me being me and me being honest. I mean, yes, this is a family show, but hey, we wrong, we real here. So let's be real about it. Right. He didn't go to get his back rubbed. He went to get his tallywacker played with, and that's what he got. Now, in this, in, in the, the 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 middle of this story is the owner of said massage parlor was photographed next to Commander-in-Chief Donald Trump. So, (laughs) it's a lot, this is a lot deeper than what it's looking like on the surface and I will say that. So, but they're not going to dig any deeper. They're not going to go any further. That's fine. But it went from this being A human trafficking case it went from prostitution to human trafficking and that's back to prostitution so i i I don't know what it is really to believe so (sighs)
2: Hmm.
1: yeah i don't i if i
0: if i was uh, robert
1: i wouldn't uh i wouldn't cop to that
0: i agree on to third down. And I'm going to let you handle this one first because I got a lot of fire behind this one. little bit of controversy. I'm not going to say controversy because it wasn't controversial. But a little bit of uh, fire has been sparked here in the nation's capital and Redskin Nation. Uh, newly signed Landon Collins, who Number one on my on my free agency list, I got my number one player. Mm-hmm. But he being a Sean Taylor fan, Sean Taylor's his idol. He wants to wear number twenty one in DC. And no player has won worn number twenty one in twelve years. Since two thousand seven, since Sean's death. No player has worn twenty-one. Mm-hmm. My question to you guys is, should he be allowed to wear 21?
1: Absolutely
2: not. Absolutely hey, not. man, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. That is a very good question, man. And, uh, you know, reading up on that story, he idolizes Sean Taylor. He loves Sean Taylor. But I just don't feel like he should get that number 21. Maybe maybe he should get his oh, what what's Sean Taylor old number? Was it thirty-five? Thirty-six. 30, maybe, yeah, that's right. Maybe he should get thirty-six, but or oh, maybe you want to put twenty-one in a, on a little round circle, put on his helmet to represent, but I just don't feel like he should wear number twenty one.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with uh I'm with Bernard. I think a, a, a twenty-one decal on the helmet will be more appropriate. Um, but as far as the actual jersey number, if anything, I think Dan Snyder should do the right thing and retire that number, like first and foremost.
2: It really should have already been done. Yeah,
1: because we, we we talking about a hell of a player, probably one, like one of the best defensive players like ever. Just hard hitting intensity every play. But, but as far as Collins, um, nah, man, um, just you know, I'm you know I'm all for you you know paying tribute. You know, and, and, and showing you know, probably love and respect to Sean Taylor, him being your favorite player, but not not the jersey number, bro. I mean, do a decal and, you know, do a 21 sticking on your uh, your helmet, but not the jersey.
2: Hey, I'll tell you what. I even let him wear him. You know how one time Kevin might have about 10 of them. You know how Steelers got the tear of towel? Mm-hmm. I remember one time uh, – they had the little towels with number 21 on it. Didn't y'all have those, Kevin? Yes, sir. Well, I feel like he can get a towel, put them 21 on it. He can get a wristband, put them 21 on it. You no, know, mm-hmm. anything but the jersey, for real. I think that's a little disrespectful. And I understand Sean Taylor was his favorite player. He he loved Sean Taylor. We love Sean Taylor. I just don't feel like it should be done. Yeah.
0: Now, see, me as a Redskin fan, I know. Uh, Certain numbers in the Redskin organization, the Redskin family, the Redskins nation are sacred numbers. Only officially retired number is 33 for Sammy Ball. That's the only officially retired number. But you have numbers that have been taken out of circulation that have never been issued again. That goes 42 for Charlie Taylor, 43 for Larry Brown. Now I'm reading. I'm, I'm reciting these off the top of my head now to show you that I know what I'm talking about. Uh, what I say: 42 for Charlie Taylor, 43 for Larry Brown, nine for Sonny Jerkson, seven for Thiesman. Number 70 for Sam Huff, but Leonard Marshall was allowed to wear it with Sam Huff's approval in the mid 90s. 28 for Daryl Green, 81 for Art Monk, 49 for uh. Bobby Mitchell. Every one of these numbers should be retired.
2: Hey, hey, Kev, hey, Kev. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. Now, now, <clears throat> that makes a big difference if Sean Taylor was alive. Now, I'm I'm glad you just said that. That makes a big difference if Sean Taylor was alive and got the approval. Like that just been done. Also, last uh, was it last year? What's the running back name for the Denver Broncos? He got approval from Terrell, uh, Philip Lindsay. Yes, yeah, he, he got, he got approval from... right number thirty. Was it? What's his name? Y'all? Is it Terrell Davis?
1: Yeah, Terrell Davis.
2: I think that's his name.
1: Damn.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's his name. That's it. Yeah, I read about that. He got approval to wear number thirty. You know, to bring that number back. And, you know, like I said, if Sean Taylor's alive and approve it, that, that's a big difference. But he's not with us, so, yeah.
0: I'm now, sorry, y'all. now, along with number 65 for Dave Butts, 28 – I think I said 28 for Daryl Green. Right. But remember O.J. Atagway, when he came here, he won 21 his whole entire life. But he switched to 20 out of respect for Sean Taylor. But everybody – and before I I really get into the meat and potatoes of my feelings towards this, to anybody that feels that Landon Collins or Sean Taylor are overrated safeties, go get your head checked. Because anybody that's not a Redskins fan knows how good, how great Sean Taylor would have been had he lived. He was just starting to peak. He hadn't even hit his peak. He was starting to peak.
2: Hey, I tell I you know what, what, if anybody have any questions about Sean Taylor, look him up on YouTube and look at his highlights. Mm-hmm. It'll bring tears to your eyes. I'm not lying. I've I, I seen a
0: lot of them firsthand. Now, granted, in the early days, his first and his second year, I would be so pissed off with him. It was a game against the Cowboys, and we had it. All we needed was a stop. And he dropped back. But instead of him looking At the whole field He kind of keyed in on Keyshawn Because he knew the ball was going to go to Keyshawn And Verde went to backside And it was a completed pass They got in field goal range won the game know, I was Highly pissed Highly pissed But he was young And the next thing you know He started to blossom And once he started to blossom It was nothing you could do then It was nothing you could do he, you couldn't stop him because he was just that good. Now, if you feel that Landon Collins is not blossoming into a great safety, you're not watching football. So, but to to, to back to the question, I feel that even with permission from, even if he got permission from Sean's dad, his daughter, uh. uh His uh, fiance at the time who's married now. I don't care who you got permission from. It's certain things you can't do. That's like going to Chicago and saying, you know what? Michael Jordan was my idol. I want to wear 23. Scottie Pippen was my idol. I want to wear 33. That's like going to D.C., right here in D.C., playing for the Wizards. And you saying, well, Wes Unsell was my idol. I want to wear 41. That's like going to Pittsburgh with Junie and saying Terry Branshaw is my idol, I want to wear No, 12. no, 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 no.
2: Leave Pittsburgh out of this, baby. Nah, it's
0: the same thing. <laughs> That's like saying I'm going to the Lakers, and I'm going to wear 33 because Kareem was my idol.
2: I don't care.
0: You got to honor him in
2: another way. You got that right. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all. Let, I, want, I want to just tell y'all one memory that I have of Sean Taylor that I'll never forget. Do y'all remember one All-Star game? Oh, was it? No, I'm sorry, Pro Bowl. When I think it was a kicker or somebody got the ball, and Sean Taylor met him at the sideline and lit him up, and the guy did a flip. Sean Taylor wow. hit the guy so hard. Sean Taylor hit the guy so hard, he got up and patched Sean Taylor on the helmet. Like I said, good hit. Do y'all remember that? Yep. That was one of my favorite plays of all time, I will never forget. It. I think about that play and just smile. That was a Brian woman of the
0: Bills. He tried to run a fake punt <laughs> on the sideline. He's, they, they said it was like a, a blur of lightning just came down on the sideline. He hit him a straight shoulder. <laughs> Brian Moments there after the game. He took his jersey off. The jersey had yellow paint from Sean's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and he got him to sign the jersey right where he, put, right where he hit him at. He got him to sign the jersey. He said he has it in his basement. It's in a uh, frame. He has it framed and everything.
2: Hey, that put tears in my eyes. Just think about that, man. That was that was beautiful, man. That was that was real football. This
0: you you know might be a flag. Yeah, but you know something. That whole entire Pro Bowl, he showed out. He oh, uh, he had dropped back and he was on the the opposite side of the field. Reggie Wayne Rain- Reggie Wayne was running a deep post to the middle of the field, and all of a sudden, Reggie Wayne had his hands stuck out. He looked up, but he checked. And he seen Sean close in on, he pulled his hands back, shook his head, no. He said, uh uh-huh, you will
2: going to get me. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, he, he showed out that game. He really did. But uh, that's our NFL three and out, fellas. We're going to take a break real quick. We're going to come no. back. And
2: then... No. No. Oh. Okay. Well,
0: I, I, I got I to gotta no. get you ready because you, you got to sing uh, – <laughs> you got to sing one shining moment when we come back Because we doing some NCAA baby We got to go dancing Bye man. <laughs> so y'all stay tuned Me and the fellas will be right back Peace And just like that Back like we never left Man
1: yes, uh,
0: You know we already got a game started We got the first four in that was tonight It started tonight um Fayle Dickinson mm-hmm. won eighty two seventy six over Prairie View. So um I gotta pull up the bracket. I gotta remember I gotta see who they play. But man, you know we got four games here in DC that the sideline junkie should be at. I will say that. I wish we mm-hmm. could. I wish we could you know be down Capital One for a little while. Oh man, where we at? Printable, but uh, you got a lot of local teams in the, um in the big days. I mean, a lot of local ones. Yeah, and then it looks good, and I'm 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 excited. I, I get excited when I see VCU, when I see Virginia, when I see um a George Washington, George Mason, especially when I see the little schools. But Merlin is a number six seed which I know kind of sort of makes BJ smile a little bit. You know, that him being a Merlin fan. Yeah,
1: they uh, – <laughs> I don't have a lot of – it, But, you know, it's, actually, it's not the team. It's, it's uh, Mark Turgeon, man. That dude, he just – to me, he just – <laughs> And
0: then you got uh, – who we got playing now? We got Temple and Belmont. Speaking of Maryland, uh, they're going to play – the winner of this game plays uh, Maryland. And Belmont's up 35-31 with 54 seconds left in the first half. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, but it's it, – that uh, first game, FDU versus uh, Prairie View was pretty daggone good. I ain't going to lie about that. I actually liked it. I mean, I watched it. And, you know, while getting ready for the show and everything, I watched it, and it, it was pretty daggone good. I will say that. Now, looking at the bracket, um, two more playing games. Uh, the What's that? North Dakota, North Carolina, Central. You got that. That's uh, tomorrow. Arizona State And St. John's is tomorrow also.
2: So, Mm -hmm. those
0: next two playing games. As far as the locals go, now, (laughs) North Central versus North Dakota State, they just basically the sacrificial lamb that's going to play Duke first. So, yeah. That's what you got to look at that as. Um, Looking at the the local teams, you got VCU pulled the 8C in the East. They got a. Central Florida And VCU was 25-7 and this year You got Virginia Tech Pulled a 4 seed They got St. Louis Maryland pulled a 6 seed And they got uh, the winner between Belmont and Temple Who else we got Uh Fale Dixon Dixon Uh plays Gonzaga That's a sacrificial lamb I don't think they're gonna beat Gonzaga
2: Not even close
0: Mur- the game that I'm I'm concerned about that I really want to watch is Murray State versus Marquette. I can't think of the yeah. point guard's name, but I've been hearing his name an awful lot. Professor Lucky then told me about him. They play tomorrow. Uh, no, March twentieth. The they play. Uh, yeah. yeah, they
2: Moran's play. That dude, son, Thursday. Hey yo, and- man. Hey, ain't they and they used to call it the Dark Horse team?
0: Yep. Uh-huh.
2: Well, that's my Dark Horse team. I was gonna wait for y'all to get into it, but Murray State, man. That guy's a beast, Delante, What's his name again? Uh, J. A. Morant. Yeah, he is nice.
1: If he declare for the draft, he he's a top five pick.
0: Can he if he has a good tournament, and Zion doesn't, he will usurp Zion as the number one pick. I will say that.
2: Yep. I, you can't say Zion doesn't. Zion, I don't think he has. He had a bad game this year.
0: Nope. One. No, he did have one. I'm sorry, he had a bad half. That was it.
2: Only time I see him have a bad half, the time he hurt his knee. The guy is awesome. Natural talent.
0: Now I'm looking over this bracket. I looked over the bracket the other day and one thing stood out to me. I looked at Buffalo. Buffalo's thirty-one and three and they pulled the sixth seed in the West. Thirty-one and three. And you pulled a six seed. Wow. Mid-major
1: treatment. You know how the game bro.
0: Yeah, and they, they're mid-major in the MEAC, so it's not much gonna be said about them. I mean, we didn't get to see much of them, of course.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Virginia pulled the number one seed. Of course, Duke's the number one overall, but Virginia pulled the number one seed. They got Gardner the Webb. What was that? Um, was it last year, year before last, when Virginia was the number one seed overall, and they went out the first game?
2: Went out the first game. Yep. yep.
0: Yep. It's a local school.
1: Um UMBC.
0: Yeah, matter of fact, that's exactly who it was. And UMBC had a magical run, man. They had a magical it, run.
2: It sure was them. That's your, hey, did they make it this year to the bracket?
0: No, um, no,
1: nah, not this year. And then and I'm looking. Um, my bad, K Z, they they won that one game. Hold on, did they win the second game too? Yeah.
0: I think they made it all the way to the C-16. You're right.
1: You're right.
2: You know what? You're right. You're right.
0: So, anybody that picked Gardner Webb, I don't blame you. (laughs) I don't blame you at all. Uh, ODU's in their Old Dominion.
2: That's who I represent. ODU, baby. Norfolk, Virginia.
0: I got a, uh, a vested interest in ODU on the men's and the women's side. The women's side because... My lovely cousin used to play, and she was a lady monarch. Balled out down there. Wound up getting drafted to the WNBA by the Minnesota Lynx. For real? Yeah. What's her name? Sharon Francis. Okay. Shout out. Because I've been trying to get her back on the court for a long time. She won't even come out and play with me. I, I guess she'll probably come out and play with me now. I'm a little older. I don't, I don't ball like you yeah. used to.
2: She don't <laughs> play no more? Nah. Wow, that's all right, Kevin.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember the day they held the, uh, the draft for my aunt. I called her maybe like every half an hour. I was like, she get drafted yet? She get drafted yet? She's like, no, I'll call you when she get drafted. I'm like, I'm at work. You can't call me. I need to know. Did she get drafted <laughs> yet? I called every half an hour trying to find out. And when I finally found out she got drafted, man, I think I got on the intercom at work and I... Screamed and hollered so loud, man. My boss was like, "Congratulations, man! I'm I'm, I'm happy for you." I said, "Don't be happy for me. Be happy, happy for her." I'm just like, "This is this is what why I love the WNBA." But that's just my personal story.
2: Hey Kevin, I love that story, and just to have her in your family, that is awesome. Did you go to any games?
0: No, she wound up getting uh, cut in training camp because she I think she hurt her knee, and she wound up uh getting cut in training camp and she pretty much walked away from the sport professionally after that she just got it she had her degree to fall back on she had schooling and been successful since. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we all had a little bit of uh technical difficulty there. Cause everything just went out, but it's right. all good. We back. As usual, man, we, we we don't we don't never go far. But I think uh what was that? Virginia and ODU round out our local teams. Because everything else is, you know, either southern or northern. But as far as the DMV goes, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, those, that's it. Um, let me ask you fellas this question before we jump off of NCAA. Who's your over, overall favorite that you think can run the table and win it all out? Oh,
1: that's easy. Uh, Duke.
2: Hmm. Junie. You know what? Just because he picked Duke, I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Mm.
1: Damn. You know what? And they did beat Duke. (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
0: Mm. Now, since you guys did that, I want to say Duke really bad. Duke is, you know, my early favorite. I might have to say North Carolina.
2: Okay,
0: a, good pick. I think, I, I think all I'm, three was a good picks. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ride bombs on this one. Yeah, because my, my, I think if I pick Duke, my mom would probably just she, – come to my house and put me out.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. When it comes to college basketball, I got stories for days. So don't mind me if I start rambling on though, fellas. Do y'all remember hey. 1993, North Carolina versus Michigan?
1: Oh, the timeout.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think I may have told this story. But I was big Fab Five fan. And it, now, mind you, it took me geez, almost 30 years to get over this. I think I really got over it. It was over 30 years. I got, I, I got over the loss about 2014, 2015. That's when I really got over it. But that night, the five-five battle. They battled. They battled, and when Chris Webber dragged the foot, I was like, "Oh, uh, uh, okay." They didn't call it, and then when he raced up court, I was like, "No, no, no! Go to the side! Don't go to the side!" Oh, they trapped him. Don't call it. Oh, he called timeout, and when he called timeout, I was like, "Shit!" They don't have any more. I was like, "All right, maybe he can miss the free throws." Once he hit the free throws, and they went up by four. When that buzzer sounded, Chris Fro- Chris Webber hit the floor. I was on the floor too I swear I cried for at least 45 minutes In the living room (laughs) And I don't mean Like no, I mean Boo hoo crying Like I just lost My best friend I just lost My dog crying I'm talking about Snotting and everything I am hurt 11 Mm. years old I'm hurt
2: Mm. My mother I remember that But that was Carolina Yeah Yeah Okay, some reason I thought it was
0: Duke. That was a year before. Yeah, yeah before. Duke. Duke okay, Imagine. okay. And they 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 kinda sort of weren't ready for Duke. But they had Carolina's number. Carolina was just more experienced. That's all that was. Right. But my mom is a big North Carolina fan. She she loves Merlin, but she loves North Carolina. So, you know, when North Carolina and Merlin played She wouldn't watch it, but she'll watch a Merlin game. She'll watch a North Carolina game, but when they played, she wouldn't watch it. (laughs) So
2: I know that's right.
0: She had to work. Now this is when spring break was around. This time, so this is I'm on spring break. I'm 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 hurting. She got to go to work the next day. She hears me crying. She says, "Are you out there crying? (laughs) You know what happened? The Fab Five lost." She said, oh, (laughs) stop crying and go to bed. That's all she
2: said.
0: (laughs) I I swear, I think I cried so hard I gave myself a headache. So my mom goes to, (laughs) she actually went to North Carolina for the weekend, the the following weekend. She comes back on Sunday. She says, I brought you something back. I says, okay. So she gives me this bag. I open the bag. It's a North Carolina championship T-shirt.
2: Wow, mm.
0: and I'm I'm looking at her like, you really bought me a North Carolina championship T-shirt. I, 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 you, my grandmother said, say thank you. I just looked at my grandma. She said, say thank you, thank you, <laughs> man. I I think I had that shirt on maybe twice in the first year that I had it because it stayed in my drawer. I wouldn't wear it. I was like, that's the ultimate disrespect. I said, my mother is
2: petty. Mm. <laughs>
0: But it, I went in the room and the tears started flowing again. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you; they start flowing again. I was hurt, and it took me close to thirty-two years to come to grips with it because oh I never—I mean, when they would show replays, I would get choked up. I'm a grown man with kids, and I would get choked up and turn it off because I didn't <laughs> want to see the replays. And then the he older does. you know, the older you get. Go ahead, Jimmy.
2: No, I was gonna say refresh my memory. Name a few starters from that Carolina team. I'm 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 trying to remember that team. Uh,
1: Eric Montrose. No, was it Montrose? Yep, it was name? him. Montrose. Um Dang, I'm surprised I remember that. Greg uh, Lynch.
0: Yeah, Lynch. George uh, Lynch. Fox was on that Yo, George Lynch. Yeah, George Lynch.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um yeah, Rick Fox was on that team. So that
2: won't Stackhouse with Vince Carter teamed right there, was no. it? No. No. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that was that was mid 90s. And the
0: thing is, Rasheed Wallace is on that team too.
2: Okay, Rashid, okay.
0: But the thing is, if uh, if all those guys would have stayed one more year and they would stay to their senior year, that uh, they would have had the best probably the best college basketball team ever assembled because you would have had wow. Stackhouse. Vince Carter, Antoine Jameson, uh, Ed Coda, Shaman Williams, all would have overlapped into your Rick Fox. Um, no, Rick Fox would have been gone. It would have been Rasheed Wallace and all those guys. And, man, it would have been wow. arguably one of the best teams ever. So. Hey,
2: man, I miss those days. Hey, Right quick, you want me to tell you my one of my favorite college teams ever. Who's that? UNLV. Back in the day, Larry Johnson, Larry Reagan.
1: Johnson, Stacy Ogman, Stacy Og. There you go. That the was classic, cool. man. The, the, they had the Thugum the the, the thug Squad, yo.
2: Yes, sir. All the way live. You are so right. They have felonies, Bang. pent charges,
1: <laughs> pending charges. Ankle bracelets, man. They, man, you had a, <laughs> what gambling debts, man. No dudes, man. They were, it was a real deal, man.
0: Now, I take that back. Steve <laughs> Wallace wasn't on that 93 team. That 93 team, they had Eric Montrose, Pat Sullivan, Larry Davis, uh, Scott Cherry, Derek Phelps, Donald Williams, who was the most outstanding player, Dante. Calabria, Kevin Salvadori, George Lynch, Travis Stevenson, Matt Winstrom. They didn't really have a, a, a overly latent team. I mean, but then you were going against you're going against uh, a Michigan team that was just out of sight, man. You had Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Jawan Howard, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson, Eric Riley, Rob Palenka. Man, and that was just the that was just the big names.
2: But these yes, guys were
0: just absolute beasts, man. And
2: I can't I can't remember none of those guys, those guys you just named from Carolina.
0: I remember George Lynch and I remember Eric Montrose. Yeah. I remember Eric Montrose played with uh Boston and he was some you know what. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know they actually let they he wore instead of him weighing double zeros in Boston, he wore a single zero. Right. Man. I
2: just...
0: <laughs> I, I, I look at uh, a lot of these old teams, man. You, you realize you watch guys, you watch their whole entire college career, then you watch their whole entire pro career. That says a lot, man. I mean, it makes me feel old sometimes, but then I got to realize I started watching a lot of these guys when I was a, a youngster. Like, I, I remember watching... Walt Williams, and and wearing the high socks like Walt Williams. I remember doing that. I remember watching uh, what was uh X Ray Hip, and uh Xavier Rhodes. I remember those guys at Merlin. I remember Joe Smith. You know, but it's the players now. You don't you don't get that connection with the players now because they don't stay three to four years anymore.
2: Yeah. They're gone. You, that's exactly right. Hey Kevin. Hey Kevin. Yes, hey man. Kevin. Have you ever thought about putting your sons in a camp? Yeah. I Well, I don't a, know if you know it. I don't know if you know it. If 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 they still have it going on, I'll give you information. But my boys used to go to Walt Williams camp. Wow. He it. Yeah. It was called the Wiz Kids. He used to bring oh. guys there, uh uh cause uh 'cause uh Oh, what's my boy that I just forgot his name? Number 21 from Massachusetts, UMass. Oh, uh what's Marcus Camby. Yeah. Marcus Campbell was there one summer and I and I had his jersey, so I took it there. He signed it for me. Yeah, yep. I was
0: a I was a big Marcus Camby fan when he was at UMass. Yeah. I remember me I remember too, UMass man. went uh where did they go? What did they go? 28 and 0? 28 and 0. Yeah, and then
2: they something
0: like was, that. They, yeah, they wound up playing um Georgetown with Iverson, and it was the first time I had ever rooted against Georgetown. And my brother-in-law, I don't think he talked to me for like a week because he's a huge (laughs) Georgetown fan. He wouldn't talk to me for a week after that. But I was like, dude, you got to understand, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, Georgetown, yeah, but at that time, I, I switched college teams. Like, once the Fab Five broke up, I really didn't have a college team anymore. So I moved on to the UCLA Bruins with the O'Bannon, brother. I was a big Toby Bailey fan. Like I I used to love Toby Toby Bailey's game. And then after that, and I hated Kentucky because Kentucky was the ones that dethroned UCLA. So it it went like that for me for quite some time. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just become a, Georgetown fan to stay there and I've been a Georgetown fan ever since
2: hey man what happened to the O'Bannon boys man
0: well one of them is a uh, you know one of them didn't make the league I think Charles O'Bannon didn't make the league
2: yeah
0: but Ed made the league he got drafted by New Jersey
2: New Jersey right yeah Yeah, I remember that
0: and being so far away from home they say he got homesick and he wasn't what yeah, mm-hmm. because he had never been that far away from home, and you know they're from California, so you put him on the East Coast. Oh, he couldn't. He couldn't uh <laughs> He couldn't get 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 the, the the flow of the game. He never really averaged much. He averaged what five points in the NBA?
1: Yeah, he. I I think he from a mental standpoint he was
0: done. Yeah, and. Then they they was like you know he was too small to play on the block, and he wasn't quick enough because he had to, you know he had bad knees and he had rebuilt knees and you know his knees started to really break down once he got to the NBA. Then they traded him to Dallas, mm-hmm. and next thing you know he got traded to Orlando and got released and that was it. He said yeah, he, he always say he lost his confidence.
2: I think he pulled a Carson was been man.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, he got the – he was a lead plaintiff in the O'Bannon versus NCAA lawsuit to pay uh, the athletes.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, He he got broke off too.
0: Yeah. Because he he brought it up. He was like, why are you able to use my name and likeliness and I'm not getting paid for it as a player? And, I mean, you got to respect that. And then Charles O'Bannon, Charles O'Bannon made he was drafted by uh, the Detroit Pistons, Mm -hmm. and he played two years of the Pistons. Uh, His geez, they don't even have his NBA average. Uh, Wow, his career high was fourteen points, but he played uh, mostly overseas for most of his career from ninety nine to twenty thirteen. He played overseas, so. I, right. I was a big last, big fan of the old Bannon brothers.
2: Yeah, they were nice. Hey, last question about this. What happened to the twins that played in Kentucky within like the last five years? That's a, that's a good
1: question. That, yeah, because that was supposed to be like the, the next big thing or something.
2: Which Nobody twins that played in Kentucky? Them. Oh it was. Nobody. Ain't no basketball? team one. Nope. Hold on. They were like undefeated, Kevin, the whole season, and then they didn't, they didn't, they didn't win the big game. Matter of fact, Senegal, it was UConn to beat them, probably.
0: <laughs> UConn was beating everybody a few years ago, with Kemba Walker especially. Uh, the her Andrew and Aaron Harrison.
2: I think that's them? Yeah. Yeah, they they play overseas. The Harrison boys.
0: Yeah. everybody was surprised.
2: Neither one of them got drafted.
0: No, uh, was well, who is this? This is Andrew. He was drafted by the Suns in the second round, but he didn't. He he made the the G League, played with Memphis, Cleveland, New Orleans. Now he plays overseas. Wow. Wow. Aaron, where did Aaron go? Aaron didn't get drafted at all, but he was signed. Uh, by the Charlotte Hornets Played with them From 2015 to 17 And He was with the Mavericks In 2018 That's Wow it. I didn't
2: know that Yeah That's it Left on the practice squad
0: Yeah y- You know y- You talk about guys that um Oh man What was the guy name He got drafted First overall By Cleveland
1: Anthony Bennett
0: Anthony Bennett I heard he was making he was trying to make a comeback. He had lost a lot of weight and he was trying to make a comeback, but whatever happened. I mean, that was a waste of a pick. Yeah. He's in the G League now.
2: The G League. I can't believe he tried to make a comeback. Just just, just like your boy tried to make a comeback. What's the big what's the big brother? The all-star in college, Ohio State center. Oh, Odin there you go, Greg Oden.
0: Hey, Greg Oden came back and got a ring, though. He did. Yeah, he got oh, a ring with oh. Miami.
1: No, nah, they they lost that year, bro.
0: You sure uh, about I'm, that? I'm he ain't getting no ring. Positive. They
1: lost to San Antonio. Hold on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought he came back. Because
1: <laughs> every Yeah, they were trying to peak is the year they they picked him and Michael Beasley up, and they lost in the finals to uh San Antonio. <laughs>
0: I guess the guys in the truck didn't get their check this week. We have all kinds of technical difficulties here.
2: Right. What is going on tonight, Aint? I
0: don't know. I don't know. Whose week is it to pay them guys? Delonte, is it your week to pay them guys in the truck? No, sir. <laughs> Jeez. Man. Anyhow. Anchor, we
2: love you, but you got to fix that, Aint. We love you, though. Yeah.
0: Oh man, let's jump into our last topic. We we've been rolling on NCA, reminiscing about. Oh, speaking about about reminiscing before I go on. Don <laughs> made a suggestion Saturday night. He said we should uh do a, a a back in the day show, just straight back in the day about everything, man. And we just just sit around round table and just go talk about everything back in the day, from sports to life to how our parents were, everything, man.
2: Oh, oh man, that sounds like it's fun, man. That sounds fun. Oh, but I,
1: I got some, I got some, uh, I got a couple stories that are probably coming full circle that I can, uh, share
2: about my past. Me? Man, I, man, I can talk about anything I do with sports from Mike Tyson <laughs> to yeah. the steel curtain. Come on now.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we got, I, and sitting around, man. I'm sure we got a lot of stuff. That right there would have to be. We would probably have to limit ourselves to two hours on that one, but we can make that a four-hour show if we wanted to. We might oh, have to break that man, up into two parts.
1: You walks. said four-hour show,
0: <laughs> <laughs> man. You you know for a fact when we get to, when we all sit around and we start talking, we lose track of time. Yeah,
2: true. True that. So, hey, brace yourselves,
0: uh, junkie fans.
2: You know what kind of show we can come up with one day? I will just think about. What's that? A show, a show with all the athletes that has lost their lives from wrestling to uh, basketball to football. Now I'm just talking about maybe got killed, not just passed on, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Malik Sealy, Malik Sealy, y'all remember him? Yeah. Cool. I,
1: you know what, uh, Joni, when you when you were speaking that up, he was the name that came to mind. Malik man, Hill, I used to
2: man. love Malice City And there was another guy I don't know if he's talking about this But what's the guy He died in the cocks And racing Played for the Charlotte Hornets Back then a Bobby point guard. Fields uh, Bobby Fields Yeah, that's, he was yep, racing yep. David West that, That's what it was Man, y'all got a good memory That's a oh. show But anyway We're talking about it Anyway That's Nah, where I'll, I tell this. This <laughs> I'll tell you
0: this i tell you this, Joni I still got the newspaper clipping
2: Are you serious?
0: Yes, sir It's at my mom's house In my shoebox I kept the newspaper clipping because that's one of the reasons why I don't drive fast. Like, people want to raise this one. One of the reasons why I won't drive fast. Certain things shape your life. And that's one I of the agree. things
2: that shape my life. That is awesome. You still got that clipping. Hey, one more. What's the guy named y'all? Petrovic? New Jersey yeah. Nets? Mm-hmm. Man, there's so many of them, man.
0: I, I, Petro, woo boy. <laughs> I got stories about Petro. And yes, I, I would really. argue anybody down, to, he's a better shooter than Steph Curry and anybody else you can name. Only other shooter he's not better than is Larry Bird. But he's a better shooter than Steph Curry. Anybody want to argue, come see me.
2: Was a beast.
0: Yeah, it was. Now, speaking of the NBA, you know, Russell Westbrook got suspended for getting the 16th technical. How do y'all feel about that rule?
1: <laughs> I like it. Um, I approve. Um I think a lot of these players, they have to maintain their composure,s and they also have to, you know, keep a level head, man. You know, like you got these kids, you know, you, you got the kids that are that look up, you know, to you, and you got adults that look up to you, you know. So you, you know you gotta you gotta keep a level head. I understand the referees, you know, they some of them suck, but I mean, you know, you you gotta you gotta keep a level head, man. So.
2: You know, I, I think it's well-deserved. I agree 100%, uh, D, Kev. Um, I, I just think it depends on what he got the technical foul for. Like, if it was one arguing with the fan, I don't think so. But other than that, I agree with Delonte.
0: I like to call it the uh, Rasheed Wallace <laughs> rule Because it didn't start until Rasheed Wallace started racking up technicals So I like to call it I, I like it to a certain point But uh, I just it, it It seems that They give you a technical for anything now
2: Well that's true AKL like I, I, Yeah Now what I do what, what kind of tech Like for how long is that a game, a, a quarter, or no, what is that? Just,
0: he He's suspended for one game.
2: Okay, gotcha.
0: A whole entire game. But I remember this is a couple of years ago. The referee gave Tim Duncan two technicals while he was sitting on the bench for laughing.
1: Sorry, <laughs> I remember that. H-
0: how is that possible? You ejected Tim Duncan, of all people, for sitting on the bench and
2: laughing. Somebody paid him off.
0: But, I mean, if you're going to do that, don't be so quick to throw tees. You know, over the years, we've seen technicals get thrown when it shouldn't have been a technical in the first place. Right. Uh, What was that? It was Gray Hill and somebody. Uh, Gray Hill and Steve Smith, and they kept slapping each other on the butt, and they ejected both of them out of the game.
2: Uh Oh, yeah, I remember that.
0: I mean, this this wasn't no, 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 uh, I'm about to fight you enough. And they were running around playing. It was a preseason game. They were running around playing.
2: <laughs> right.
0: But you got to, sometimes you got to swallow your whistle, referees, because everything is not a technical. A lot of fouls you call ain't fouls. You know, just because I run by and I just, I run by and I hold my face because somebody swipe. Come on now. But moving on to some good news. Brandon Ingram successfully had surgery to remove the blood clots from his arm. So oh, wow. wish the young fella a speedy recovery. Oh, Take your time getting back, but just recover and get yourself together so you can get back.
2: Right. Be now, ready for next year.
0: Yeah, because that, that, that's all you got to look for. Look, look for next year. Right. Now, now. I'm going to go ahead and put this one on the table. This this happened over the weekend. NBA legend, Walt Clyde Frazier, called out LeBron, said he's not a true teammate and he's selfish, basically, for sitting apart from the team doing, while they were in the huddle. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you fellas have it that one. I mean, tell me how you feel. Do you feel that the legend was right?
1: What do you feel he's just nitpicking? Um, i I think he was nitpicky. Um, no, I, I think he was nitpicky because for one, LeBron he was talking to uh, Tyson Chandler, and I think he was talking to one of the other assistant coaches. But that, I mean that's something that Le, Le, Le LeBron's done over and over again. No matter like when he was in Miami and he, you know, his two Cleveland stints. So yeah, I think Walt, he he
2: reaching. I do feel like he was nitpicking. Also, um, if you look at it again, the huddle was kind of busted up. So all the players were standing around. Nobody was actually in a straight huddle, like Delonte said. He was on the. Uh, Talking to Tyson Chandler, but um and I think as a head coach, Walton needs to pull everybody together and finish the huddle. And after you complete the huddle, you break off the right way. Make it look good. You're a professional team, you're on national television. So you do like Greg Popovich. You know, you huddle after huddle, you break. And don't just let everybody wander around and walk off. Because you go back and look at that. Nobody was in a street huddle. Everybody was broken away. Hey, I, I agree with
0: that. I mean, he was it's not like he was sitting over on the end of the bench sulking. But nobody said it when Ron, nobody said anything when Rondo did the same exact thing. They were having a huddle. Rondo was down by the scores table. Right. Sitting on the bench. He was down on the other side of the fans, but nobody said a word.
2: He was sitting by two chains,
0: and not nobody said not nothing. So I don't I don't think that you know. Okay, if LeBron does it, well, let's go after LeBron. If you want to do it, go after every player that does that.
2: Right. And no respect to the uh, Hall of Famer. Well, I'm gonna throw one
0: more in there before we get out of here. Do y'all think <laughs> that? Luke Walton will be fired in the offseason.
1: Oh, and of a course. new coach
0: will be brought in. Of course.
1: And the uh, replacement I'm hearing is Tyronn Lue. What?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, I almost choked. <laughs> oh, Lord. So you I know that LeBron
1: and Rich Paul are all uh, uh, behind that and magic
0: so they, they basically tanking.
2: Yep. Wow, wow, wow. I know age ain't number but number. I don't want to, you know, I feel like you should bring an old school person there, uh, a, a Phil Jackson type person, a pop type person in there, to clean house and, and, and get respect.
0: I got one. The Mark Jackson. Exactly. We throw Mark Jackson around an awful lot on the sideline junkies. That's one thing you can say.
2: Perfect. 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 You know what? Now back to Mark Jackson. I never. You, do you know he is. That's one of the reasons why I don't like Golden State. He put hey. that team together. He put that team together. They haven't been to the playoff in 17 years and they went to the playoff two years. He was there and they let him go. I didn't like that at all. So but, Mark Jackson be a perfect fit. Now, one thing about Mark Jackson, though,
0: everybody asks Steve Kerr, why does his team play defense so well? Mark Jackson is the reason. He always says it's because of Mark Jackson. They don't play defense because of me. Mark Jackson taught them how to play defense. And he, Steve Kerr always says that. He always says that. It's all about Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson.
2: I like Steve Kerr just for that.
0: Yeah, that's that's another reason for me to like him. Right. Uh oh, one last thing. I'ma ask you guys to say i put BJ on the spot on Thursday. I'm gonna put you guys on the spot real quick. I asked BJ to give me his top three boxes of all time. Oh wow. Top so three. I'm putting you guys on the I'm putting y'all on the spot.
1: Um are we going from three to one or just Name it uh,
0: Name your top three. I won't, I won't even ask you to uh, put them in order.
1: Uh, Sugar Ray, Leonard, um, uh, Sugar Ray, Leonard, Tyson, and um, Hector Macho Camacho.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. My top
2: three. June? My bad, my bad. I mean, I, I, I got some boxes. I'm trying to – I actually had two of the ones launch just named, but since he named I'm going to pick somebody else. Give me Lennox Lewis, Holyfield, hmm. and Mike Tyson.
0: I can't argue with none of those. Now, see, my three, my number one, and I, I'll say this, you can put them in any other order you want, my number one is always going to be Sugar Ray Robinson. Because Sugar Ray Robinson went from welterweight, won a title, middleweight, won a title, light heavyweight, and Joey Maxim couldn't beat him. The Heat beat Sugar Ray. the The Heat beat him. It wasn't Joey Maxim. But he should have had a light heavyweight title too. But he's always my number one. Muhammad Ali's my number two. And number three, I you know I kind of throw number three around, but. Thursday I threw Archie Moore in there to kind of sweeten the pot a little bit with my man Jew at work because we've been going back and forth for quite some time about it but I'm going to have to say Roy Jones is number three
1: we can't forget about uh, I think for uh, can we do an honorable mention honorable mention Big George yeah Big George he, he won the title on two different nerves
0: yeah Showing up, did and was selling um grills,
1: grills. (laughs) and named all his kids George. So yeah, he
0: and you know something funny about him, Mm -hmm. he's one of the older heavyweights that didn't have slurred speech or talk slow. If you notice, he's still you know very coherent and still talks at a normal speed. Roy Jones is another one. Roy Jones talk fast as on or what, man?
1: Oh yeah, he was like, uh, "Uh, uh, see, 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 what, what, what the problem was, uh,
0: yeah." <laughs> and R- Roy Jones, when he get going, you you got to, R- Roy, you got to slow down. You going so fast, man. The, the daggone uh the closed caption can't keep up with you.
2: Excuse me, I want to say to Delante, be careful what you say because he listened to this. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. He do. Hey, my hey, my bad, Roy. <laughs>
0: It's funny you say that though because I was watching uh, highlights of some of his knockouts over the years and I'm like man, he was making dudes like clowns.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And everybody say, well, he didn't fight anybody. I'm like, how can you figure that Roy Jones didn't fight anybody? Nobody wanted to fight him. People in their revisionist history, man. Nobody wanted to fight Roy Jones. Roy, Roy in his prime, as James Tony, what he did, as Montel Griffin, when he did.
2: Damn, me talking about boxing, then, man. My honorable mention was uh, Bernard Hopkins.
0: This dude dominated the division for ten years. He was fifty some years old before they finally beat him. They, they, they had to wait until Father Time stepped in to beat Bernard Hopkins. How about that?
2: Oh my God, I remember, man. I missed those days.
0: That uh. What what was the super middleweight tournament? It was him. uh, Was Fernando Vargas in that? Did he step up? I know Trinidad stepped up. Joppy, Jermaine Taylor, all those guys fought when Roy vacated the title and moved to light heavyweight.
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: That tournament right there, I said, man, that that was boxing. Every Saturday you had a good fight on HBO. That was
2: boxing. Every Saturday, right.
0: Because at that time, the heavyweight division was starting to take a slight nosedive because nobody was unifying the titles. And t- then once the Klitschko's got a hold of them, that was it. When Vitaly got it, he unified the title, that was it. Then Vladimir, I mean, they held, they had control of boxing for years because nobody could beat him.
2: But hey, I'm going to go to the door with a smile on my face.
0: <laughs> hmm. I
2: will say this.
0: I, I watched a ton of boxing and I'm a big Lennox Lewis fan and I won't knock anything that he did but I will say he beat every champion of his era but he also beat him at the tail end of their careers he beat Holyfield he beat Tyson uh, who else did he beat he, who else is a big name did he beat um geez I, I, I had all these names lined up and I can't even think of them Mar- Oh, um, think. Dang,
1: hmm.
0: he beat Klitschko, yeah, he beat Tyson, he beat uh Michael Grant. I remember that I'll never forget the uh, Lennox Lewis Michael Grant fight because that was the first fight that they ever showed at ESPN zone, and I was there that night. And I, I walked in and they said they were showing the fight. And it was in the uh in the in a screening room, the private room that y'all remember what I'm talking about. When you go down the first flight of steps and you yep. go on, you're on the middle level, but you had that private room that was in the back that you could close the doors. Oh, oh, they no, showed that fighting man. in Yeah. And I said, you know what? He gonna beat him in too. And I'd be damn if he didn't beat him in too. He beat uh Evangel, Holyfield, I said that Shannon Briggs, Andrew Galata. Uh, he beat my Oliver McCall merciless- mercilessly. Um, he beat Tommy Morrison, Ray Mercer, Frank Bruno. I mean, he used to beat the hell out of Frank Bruno. Raised the Ruddy. I mean, he's beaten a lot of notable fighters. That's one thing I can say. He's beat a lot of notable fighters. But. <laughs> He was a he was your undisputed champion. That's one he was the last true undisputed champion. You can't knock Lennox Lewis.
2: Hey, whatever happened to Riddick Bow, y'all? He was a local talent, wasn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah he used to live up in Rockville, talent, local knucklehead. He just he, he was getting in trouble everywhere, man.
0: Yeah, they they hey, uh they say after that, I think it was the second or third Holyfield field fight. Um, he really wasn't the same anymore. Mm -mm. Was it? Which one was it? Let me. Um,
1: it might have been the second one.
0: Yeah, the one he lost. They say he wasn't the same anymore because he took a punishment in that fight, and they said it really just it wasn't it wasn't good anymore. They was like he wasn't the same person. Um, he started doing stuff to get himself in trouble.
2: Yeah. That's like it was internal, man. That's like something... He just went right upstairs at that time. Yeah,
0: And you know what they say? The beating he took from Holyfield is what did it. That beating he took. Because he took a, a pretty daggone bad beating from Holyfield. The first fight and the second fight. And then he took that third fight where he fought Holyfield. And it just... <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't meant to be. You know, he got charged with kidnapping for kidnapping his wife and kids, taking across right. state lines. I mean, geez. But you know something? His overall record, 43 and 1. His Good only God. loss, only loss is to Holy Field. That second fight. That's the only loss
2: he has. Man, I'm trying to shut up, man. But he's. (laughs) Thomas, Hitman, Hearns, all them boys. But anyway. You know why? Let me shut up.
0: No, you. See, you're talking about Tommy Hearns. You know why Tommy Hearns was who he was, right? (laughs) Manny Stewart, man. Emmanuel Stewart produced so many great fighters. He trained so many great fighters.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: Kronk Jim, man. It was no way in the world a man that slim could pack so much power in a punch. Mm-hmm. Now, think about this. Delonte, you and Hitman Hearns is about the same size. Right. This man got heavyweight power. Now, you might hit somebody, you might got like heavyweight power. He had heavyweight power when he was knocking people out. The battles that he had with uh, 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 Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard. Man, jeez. Now you're talking about 80s boxing, Junie.
2: Oh, my God. Those were some boxing matches, man.
0: Jeez, man. You know what? We're going to be on here all night. (laughs) I know, right? Man. I just... Six foot one. And what? how much did he weigh? Uh, Jeez, I can't even find out how much he weighed. But the simple fact that at six foot one, you didn't see nobody in, in welterweight and middleweight, light heavyweight. He even fought in cruiserweight that was that powerful like that. You know, he fought all the way up until 2006.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: He won the... He had the cruiserweight title back in 99. Held it for a year. Mm-hmm. And then he lost it the following year. I mean, jeez, man, another impressive uh, resume.
1: Um, It's a lot, Uh, Marvin Hagler. Yeah. Um, Rocky Marciano, Marciano. Yeah, the Spink the Spink brothers.
0: I'll give you one that's local. Andrew Maynard.
1: Oh, snap. Yeah.
0: Now, the the wild part about it, his uh, nephew went to school with me. I remember the first time I met him, and it was like meeting a superstar because I'm like, somebody from this area actually made it out to do something big. So, you know, wow. that was a big thing to us, man.
2: Yes, sir. Wow.
0: Jeez. Well, fellas, I mean, we can go on and on. I think we might have to do a, a straight boxing show. And we just start you know what, depending on what happened, I say we go ahead and book it Thursday. Depending on what happened, NBA, NFL, where headlines come. Let's go. I'll say top ten boxes all the time. We'll do that Thursday. How about that?
2: All right, don't worry. Only problem with that is that's going to be the start of March Madness, so we might have to just try to fit it in there. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Ah, that is true. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, well, we, we can do live look-ins or something.
2: Okay, we'll get it in,
0: <laughs> we'll figure it out. But uh, somehow, some way, we got to go ahead and get that in because I mean, we can go all night if we go gonna do boxing, right? So, any final thoughts, fellas, on tonight's show? Anything y'all want to say?
2: Uh, I just want to say I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. It's a rocky start for me, but I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely a great show. Um, looking forward to seeing more uh, unsigned players get signed, and looking forward to March Madness starting on Thursday.
0: Most definitely, I feel the same exact way you fellas feel. I enjoyed myself as usual. If I had to ride off in the battle, I wouldn't ride my noble white steed off in the battle with nobody but you fellas. <laughs> so, and I, I really can't wait until like, I mean, we got the playing games going, but that's like, that's like your, your, your appetizer before the, the main entree. So. No doubt. I, I'm loving the appetizer; They're really good, but I'm ready to get to that main course right about now. So. With that being said, I bid you fellas a good night. I bid everyone in Junkieville a good night. The mothership has landed. Uh, we didn't run out of alcohol this time, so I'm 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 sure BJ a little bit mad about that. We ran out of alcohol on Thursday, so mother shit was fully stocked this time I Ain't gassed up. But we out of gas this time. So till Thursday, sideline junkies out. Peace. P. This has been another sideline junkies production. Sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas. Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. Junkies out.